0: craig my like boyfriend god i love craig makes my life so much easier <laughs> oh shit
1: none of, none of us have boyfriends and we're all just like craig's our boyfriend now and who can blame us i don't know oh i did watch the like 49 minute special on 819 that was something it was
0: great wasn't it
1: oh my god <laughs> and it's
0: all on youtube
2: Welcome to Oh My God They Were Teammates, or OMG They Were Teammates, if you're feeling lazy and want to abbreviate. I'm Puff, these are my co-hosts, Iris and Mac. We have an absolutely epic amount of shit to talk about, uh, from
0: big numbers to goalies to milestones to cute things that we've seen and big thoughts that we've had. I'm Mac, I'm from the South. Uh, Puff's the resident
1: Canadian, if you can't tell. (laughs) Can we tell? I mean... I'm the resident European, the only one who hasn't had to deal with daylight savings time yet. I'm jealous. It's dragging me down a little bit. Not too much. If, if, if uh, Puff and Mac need some more recovery time today, that's why. Yeah, we got a ton of shit to talk about, and we're probably not going to finish before the Heritage Classic starts. But uh, since we're all really interested in, in seeing how that plays out, maybe a little more so after seeing the ridiculous, ridiculous outfits... Puff, you can probably
0: tell us this. Has this always been a thing that at the, you know, classics that guys like dress up together and all have a themed outfit?
2: You know, I'm not really sure. Um, I don't remember it happening like back in 2014, 2015, but it does seem like it's been happening more in the years. Like it's not new since you guys got into hockey, but it does seem kind of new.
0: Like it's happening more.
2: But maybe I just didn't notice before because I didn't care who was playing. So... (laughs) But
1: also, it's it's an. I think it, it might have also come up more with social media being more, probably yeah. being more everywhere. And it's a it's a really nice way to like get people's attention. Like, hey, look at what we're doing. Oh, mm-hmm. it's built. It's purpose built
0: social media material. Yeah, uh, which is, I mean, why it's funny to me that the
1: Sabers picked like a third tier Will Ferrell movie. Ninety <laughs> percent of the time, one of uh, one of the hockey players makes a reference. It's going to be a Will Ferrell movie. I had to do yeah. research for this. Like, I had I had no idea. Like, I am probably just not the target audience here, but I don't watch Will Ferrell movies, no. so I just like Googled the quote that was in the Buffalo Sabers tweet and was just like,
2: "Oh, That's, yeah. yeah, relatable."
1: I mean, I saw that one first, and then ten seconds later, I saw the uh, Steelworkers Toronto. Apparently it's meant to.
2: Yeah, I don't know.
1: No, no, they look like they're in the village. People. I, I think they mostly like saw the blues outfits from the winter classic and thought we're going to be warm. <laughs> That's that is funny. Yeah,
2: I know. Right? That a
1: Mitch Marner was like, I'm going to live my beefy life because I'm a, usually not. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that is the butchest Mitch Marner has ever looked. Isn't that outfit? <laughs> <laughs> and and not in a butch le- and not not in a butch lesbian way, which is. A little more Well, I mean, technically, in, the, in, in like a masculine way, but y- yeah. yes.
2: Mac is like, technically, Mitch Marner is not a lesbian. Technically. But if I, I were like an 80-year-old I don't know man, if we should include you know, that. You should probably cut that out <laughs> later, but yeah.
0: You could use butch as an adjective for men, you know. It's yeah. Not, it's no, not I, I just anymore, mean the part but... where
2: I said you you think he's like a lesbian. You probably don't oh, want uh, to put no, that in there. No, he looks cause... like a lesbian. Yeah. No, he does. He no, but I'm just saying like a lesbian like... that would make my head whip (laughs) anyway i just feel like a lot of like like the hockey players themselves would be like that's offensive so
0: i mean it in a positive way (laughs) i know you do it's like lesbian affectionate not lesbian derogatory (laughs) no i always mean lesbian affectionate (laughs) Fucking get that tattooed on my forehead um (laughs) do it we we could start with cute and wholesome off the ice we can we can go into on the ice later yeah sure let's start
1: with some cute and wholesome stuff since we started with I mean, that's Funny. what we're, we're doing with these ridiculous outfits, so... Yeah. Speaking of sabers, actually, there was another really cute piece of uh, off-the-ice content where uh, I think it was a week ago or so, they had uh, Odinok Poso, the son of of Poso, one of the sabers players, announce the starting lineup. So it was just like... And on left wing, number, and I was like, number, so-and-so, dad. <laughs> it was so oh.
0: cute. Yeah, that was so cute. And he cute. had a little blazer on.
1: Yeah, he was, like, fully dressed as a as a little coach, too. It's really cute. It is cute. Thank you, Sabers, for providing some cute content as well as providing me pain. Oh, yeah, we speaking have a lot. of dads, well, by gonna the way. We're going to be coming back to the Sabers a few times this, Yeah, we'll, we'll today. be coming back. But speaking of dads, Phil Kessel is a dad now.
2: Phil Kessel is a dad and I am very happy for him um I know he had testicular cancer so they actually weren't sure I think if he could have yeah. children so oh my this god is I didn't know like... that oh. yeah no he did he had testicular yeah. cancer and so he uh I I don't I don't remember if they said he lost a ball or if that was not covered, but I feel like I, f- I feel like I did hear that at some point. So like that's part of why he, when he and his wife did an announcement, it was such like a big deal that she was pregnant and that they were going to have a baby because like normally normally I'm like oh god baby announcement like okay,
1: another hockey with another baby yeah.
2: I just I think it's really sweet that he's he's a dad and they named their kid Capri with a K. She's a girl and uh, I thought it was really funny because uh. Wayne Simmons also has a child named Capri. <laughs> so they were talking Aww. and they had like both recently, I think hit a thousand games. So they were talking and uh, before the,
1: yeah, the, the Oats Leafs game.
2: Yeah. And uh, everybody was like, yeah, they're probably talking about their kids. And I'm like, that's so cute. That's yeah. so cute.
1: But, um, but not only uh, did he uh, have a kid, but uh, the the night before, essentially the oh, uh, yeah. Coyotes gave the okay to have him play a single shift so he wouldn't break his Iron Man streak, and then they flew him out on a charter flight so he could go back home and be with his wife while the baby was born.
2: Yes, and they paid for this charter flight, which is uh, funny to me because they apparently can't pay for their own arena, but they can pay for this charter (laughs) flight. Mic drop. Didn't somebody else lose a tooth? Like, didn't... Didn't a, didn't a player lose a tooth
1: we had a whole segment about losing teeth last time and that was no, last but time I, s-
2: I thought i thought recently there was a guy uh... austin matthews lost oh. his
0: tooth but i never saw a picture of it that was kind
1: of yeah. sad he doesn't need to look any hotter than me we discussed the Connor mcdavid teeth thing at length last time but yeah no I we think did story's t- over I-
2: People thought maybe Drysital lost or chipped a tooth because it looked like it did, but we consulted our dentist friend. Uh, well, sorry, our friend who is in dental school but not a dentist yet. I should clarify. We did, we did actually do this, and I asked them about this, and they said it looks like he had a crown that came off, and uh, wow. yeah, and I and, and and they
1: the pictures were uh, we've seen were taken between like the old crown being taken off or or. You know, losing it, and the new one being put in, so that's why it looked a bit a bit weird. This is the investigative journalism we bring to this podcast. Yes,
0: why does Leon Drysaddle have a
1: snaggle tooth more at eleven it's It's not because he can't wear his mouth guard properly, so
2: I don't know if we care but i did I did find the clip where it looked like he lost the crown because you could see that he kind of like jerked and then he like put his yeah. hand under his oh, mouth ooh, and he oh. was like looking at it and so it's like oh that that's where he probably lost yeah. the tooth
0: yeah that seems research
2: yeah i don't know if you want me to link that or if it doesn't matter <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is the kind of content we get from our uh, our oily specialist
2: yes you're welcome
1: i have one adorable story before i'm ready for big thoughts okay because um Uh, this is, this is the Neurodivergent Queer Podcast, right? So. Uh Yep. So when I read this story about a young autistic girl who's a huge fan of the Carolina Hurricanes, I was like, okay, this is, my autistic ass is gonna, like, have something to say about this. And it turns out that this little girl was, uh, struggling with losing teeth. Because, you know, all kids lose their teeth Uh and- It's a thing, but when you're autistic and, like, something changes in your mouth and suddenly everything feels different, it's weird and it's uncomfortable, and you can get really stressed out about it. So what happened was they contacted Ian Cole of the Carolina Hurricanes, who famously has lost a tooth, and if you see pictures of him, you can tell he's missing a tooth. And he tweeted to her and messaged her, like, hey, it looks really cool, and now she's, like, proudly showing it off in pictures because Ian Cole said it was cool. And it's it's a lovely story. We'll we'll share the link as well. But um, I just thought it was really cute. And I think if that had happened to me, like when I was like five or six years old, and and one of my idols had been like, you know, it's okay that it's uncomfortable, but it looks really cool. I would have lost my entire mind. So
0: that is so fucking sweet.
1: You you can't tell right now, but Mac's face is just like, oh my god. Yeah. Aww.
2: Oh yeah, Brad Malone. Yes, so he is the captain of the Bakersfield Condors, or he is when he was, when he's down, which he has been for a few years. They wanted to call him up earlier, but I think there was complications with COVID and I believe he, yeah, I think he tested positive for COVID so they couldn't call him up. Then he had to wait a bit.
1: Finally, for the first time in over six years, got a goal in the NHL.
2: He also got an assist, yeah. And I think they said that was his first point in the NHL since 2018, maybe? I think they said December 2018.
1: Uh, It's been a while, and he's worked so hard to be able to come back to the NHL. And I think he got the point against, like, his father-in-law was one of the assistant yes. coaches? Yes, so his
2: his father-in-law is the assistant coach for the, the Flames, yes. Oh, the
0: Flames. Oh, I do remember hearing this. Yes. Which
2: I think is very funny. Um, yeah. Yeah, that is funny.
0: See, Puff, it's not just you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um... It wasn't in the <laughs>
1: game against the Flames, though. I misremembered. that. Are
2: you implying I'm gonna marry a Flame?
1: <laughs> no, just, you know, divided loyalties.
2: Oh, Yeah. <laughs> It's also interesting about Brad Malone because he is—he provides the physicality to the Oilers that we really need. I think when he—he he had to go back to Bakersfield, I believe his wife was having a baby, yeah. and uh, so then he went, he took a game off or something. And then there was a stat that I saw that said he gives an average of fifteen hits a game or something. And the next closest is Darnell right. Nurse at like seven.
1: Whoa! And it was just like, <laughs> oh! okay oh yeah per 60 minutes or something like that probably, yeah something not like game, that
2: yeah. um and uh what else was there was something else i wanted to say about him but now i don't remember what it was
1: uh this particular uh european stayed up until 4 a.m last night to watch jacob andrews markstrom post his ninth shutout of the season which is impressive and then you read the stat that before this season, he had eight shutouts in his career. What the fuck?
2: Yeah, in his first 11 NHL she- seasons. 11
1: years in the NHL, eight shutouts, this year alone, nine. What the yep. fuck? One shy of the franchise record. I wish you guys could see Mac's face right now. I gotta look Mac- at his chart. Mac's mind is blown. <laughs> yeah, right I'm now. like, okay, I'll give him the <laughs> note to
0: self. Look up Jacob Mark- Markstrom's uh, birthday. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> what's going on in this chart this year?
2: Speaking of kind of strange stats and the Flames, uh, oh. another fun one, fun one, and I love that the Flames do this because they did one a similar one early this season. Uh, they posted a tweet that said that Johnny Hockey leads the Flames in goals on Thursdays. Or Which is just or so fun. It's so no, dope. it's goals on Thursdays really? specifically, but the earlier one was points on Wednesdays. That <laughs> was a tweet that they put in, that they posted back in February. It's fantastic, and it's, it was also it's, about Johnny Gaudreau. So I'm it's like, always okay. Johnny
1: yeah. Johnny Udrowho got a hat trick against Tampa. Two of his three goals were bounced off the butt of the goaltender, by the way. Wow. One of those is probably shameful enough, but two? I wanted him to go for the full hat trick, just like only bouncing the goals in off Vasilevsky. Oh,
2: now I remember what I was going to say about Brad Malone. So he got a goal and an assist, and Mama Puff and I were sitting there like, get a fight, go for it. You've already yes! done the hard part of a Woo! Gordie Howe. Just go Let's fight try. somebody. And then Mama Puff You've was like, yeah, go fight Yammo. <laughs> We were like, does that count if you fight your own team, Timmy? <laughs>
1: no, it doesn't. No, but like, that's <laughs> Timmy Stutzle. This is how you start the Gordy Howe. You get the goal yeah. and the assist, and then you get then the you fight. get the fight. Yeah. I mean, speaking of of odd stats, and maybe this is not a big number, it's a small number. Jack Hughes has zero penalty minutes on the season. Yeah, I had really? to look up his hockey reference again today zero. just to double check he hadn't gotten one last night, but zero. He plays 19 minutes a night. He has zero penalty minutes. And now that we've said this, he's totally gonna get a penalty <laughs> between now and when this comes when, out. When are the devils playing again? Hold on. I'm <laughs> gonna check
2: Oh, that that reminds me. Um uh I thought I saw this really funny thing where uh, Matthew Kachuk and Kale McCarr got into it a little bit. And then, um, was it the Avs reporter? Uh, I forget oh, his Peter. name. Yeah. You know
1: Iris. Um, yeah, this is, um, so the Avs and the, uh, the Flames play each other for the very first time, uh, earlier. Uh, they're going to play each other for the second time tonight. I'm excited. And, uh, Kel McCarr doesn't take a lot of penalties. Like he's, he's not at the zero penalty minutes Jack Hughes level but he has maybe 10, 12 on the season. Yeah, he's hard to rile up. And even if he does get pissed off, he usually doesn't take a penalty. He just like scores a ridiculous goal on you. So yeah, naturally, or breaks your ankle
2: when you're trying to score a goal. Known
1: pest and podcast favorite Matthew Kuchuk is um, antagonizing Kael McCarr during this game. And he gets Kale McCarr so pissed off that Kill McCarr just like yanks Matthew Kachuk's stick and throws it to the side. Oh my god, the true dad move. And they both go to the box. And I was just like... Mind boggling, and then the abs beat reporter that's said that's what I was asking. Yeah, about. the abs beat reporter reminded us all that, um, after his brother Taylor McCarr got drafted by the abs this past summer, Kale said that his brother reminded him a little of Matthew Kachuk, and suddenly, this the the way that Kil McCarr got pissed off by Matthew Kachuk makes so much sense to me. You remind me yeah. of my little brother, yeah. <laughs> And that's exactly
0: why he just grabbed the stick and jerked it out of his hand. That yeah. is the most like. That's probably what he used to do. Dad the table of a car. slash. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And that's what his father or mother does to them. You know, just to, like fucking <laughs> like, okay, take that thing and now. jerk it out of their hands and be like, "Nope." Done. Can you tell this is how I grew up?
2: Oh, speaking of that, um, did you see after the Red Wings Flames game? Um, I believe one of the referees was retiring, so they had a mixed yeah. handshake. Oh, line. I was
1: wondering. I saw that GIF and yeah. I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" D- Dean Morton. Pl- refed like a little over a thousand games and he's retiring after this game and then they had the kind of like mixed handshake line because they were yeah. all gonna like congratulate the ref and Puff has a really nice story about it.
2: Yeah so um, you see this weird little moment where you see Dylan Larkin like rip Johnny Gaudreau's stick out of his hand and you're like what was that? And you go back and watch it and you see that Johnny Gaudreau was like kind of sticking his stick between his legs and like bugging him with it I don't know <laughs> I wouldn't call it a cup check because it wasn't that hard but he was like He's definitely doing something weird with it, but then you see yeah. Dylan Larkin like, "Stop it! What are you doing?" And I just thought it was really funny. That was funny. Speaking of dad, It, moves, it, was, it was more like such... the
1: Wilson uh, Oshi uh, pregame yeah. rituals
0: yeah. type of deal. No, yeah. No, I'm Except thinking T.J. like pulls Wilson back with some real force.
2: I'm just thinking of earlier in the season when we talked about that the soccer ball retrieval and how Johnny Gaudreau was like getting in the way. I just oh think he has God. such like little sibling energy. Yes.
1: <laughs> majorly i mean he scored a hat trick on his sister's birthday it's like it's yeah. still about me <laughs>
2: it's still about me speaking of hat tricks yes you want perfect yeah
1: so uh steph isn't here and i've been asked to gush about this in great great detail stars legend podcast favorite jason robertson not only got a hat trick in his hundredth game in the nhl but he decided i like it so much i'm gonna do it again next game this guy got back-to-back hat-tricks. Hasn't been done since Ovechkin like a couple years ago, but he's only played like a little over 100 games in the NHL, got back-to-back hat-tricks. And Nuts. like Nuts. one of these hat-tricks was like the game-winning goal was in overtime. He'd been out there for like, I think I was a just solid to ask about minute. Yeah. And he's just like, you can see him. He literally just sprawled on the ice. It was so funny. He's so gassed. He is dead on his feet. He's like, if I were trying for a hat trick, I wouldn't be out here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And he was just like, you know, going after that puck, he gets it behind the goalie and he just like falls down and lays there. He just like gives up. I'm done. Uh, And his teammates try to get him up. and It's just not happening.
2: If you didn't know better, you'd almost think he was injured. (laughs) So I like, but it is funny when you know he's fine. So I I don't remember which teammate it was, but one of the stars went up and started like tugging on his jersey and they were like hello and he was like no i'm dead
0: no
1: i'm dead <laughs> <You> now <me." laughs> i've left it all in the ice. yeah yeah he did and he won it for them i think that was like oh I think yeah he scored three out of four stars goals that game Jeez. so it was just
2: sorry did we talk in an earlier episode about that guy who scored a goal in a minor league in overtime and then immediately walked off the ice
1: no we didn't and we should that's funny this, did this I... is i showed you guys that right i think i do remember i've seen this. it
0: yeah it was, it was an yeah. hl game wasn't it
2: yeah, I think it was, jun- I
1: mean, was it juniors. I think it was juniors. It was some sort of that's juniors boss. game.
2: Um, and I just thought it was so funny that he just like.
1: Scores the OT winner right off the ice down yeah, the tunnel. That's ice it was, cold. It was
2: stone cold, man.
1: That is stone Not cold. Not past
2: the bench at all. He didn't even sell Like, he didn't even look excited. Wow, he just like scored and walked off.
0: That's amazing.
1: Yeah we'll, yeah. we'll link this when we find it again. It was so good. That's awesome. Like, that's like. Jason Robertson is, like, dying on the ice, and this guy is like, oh, I'm done. Bye. See ya. Yep. Nope, Jason Robertson, proud holder of the title of
0: one of the five hockeys my girlfriend thinks is actually cute. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which is, like, one of five. That's very special. I think we need to acknowledge It's probably this. less than five, honestly.
2: My partner will only say that two of them are good-looking, not and not cute in the same way, but, like, genuinely, objectively good-looking, even if they're not our type. Because we're both asexual. And um, one of them is Jujar Kara.
1: Now, now, now no longer Oilers legend, but Blackhawks legend Jujar <laughs> Yes,
2: I miss him, but it's okay. Um, and uh, the other one is uh, Elias Lindholm, but uh, they say that it's only in certain lights and when he grooms a certain way. <laughs> <laughs> and the other Fair. ones just don't count at all. Fair. Your
1: partner is so valid. Mm-hmm, that's true. That is is very valid. Meanwhile, I'm just out here like, oh, man, that rat looks good. Yeah,
2: mood. that's the mood.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's,
0: yeah that's the mood. Um, no, my, my boss, however, has better taste because I have the Caps dog calendar hanging in my office. Oh, yeah, this was good. And she was in there sitting in a chair talking to me about something and then just kind of, like, looked up and sort of lost her train of thought. And I was like, you know, kind of gave her a huh. She's like, that is a good looking hockey right there. And I was like. Yes, that is Tom Wilson. He is beautiful. Don't get me
1: started. Um, (laughs) Caps legend, Tom Wilson.
0: Yeah, all star. Noted
1: women's hockey fan, Tom Wilson. I mean, there have been some some big numbers uh, on the ice. We've talked about some of them. Patrick Kane posting a six point night against the Ducks. Trevor Zegras um, scored a goal that night, but I think he was mostly too busy swooning over how great Patrick Kane is. He's so smart. He's always there. He's always thinking three, four
0: steps ahead. This is all a quote. I mean, the end of this athletic article is just like four paragraphs of gushing from Zegras, and I'm assuming his post game probably. Um. <laughs> It sucks to be on the receiving end of it, but he's just one of those guys you got to tip your cap to sometimes. To see him have that kind of success versus us is, like I said, bittersweet. But I learned so much just watching him. It's definitely cool to see him do something like
1: that. Career high oh. for Patrick Caton. Career high. How much
0: more hero worship could you get? Bless his heart.
1: He's now second in uh, scoring in Blackhawks history behind, I Tr- think, Stan Mikita. So it's ridiculous more current legends putting up ridiculous point totals nick schmaltz who was actually on the blackhawks before was traded for dylan strome
2: and who was on max fantasy team before
1: yeah yeah i literally i drafted him because i thought his name was great
0: and then i that's a good reason traded him for somebody somewhere along the way and now he's on fire
1: and i feel for regrets the coyotes are suddenly scoring like five six seven eight goals per game and it was what like- the fuck
2: not to bring up Jacob Markstrom again, but didn't, didn't you say that he's the one keeping you in fantasy right now? Yes,
0: Jacob Markstrom literally is keeping me in fantasy right now. <laughs> I would be just lost without Jacob Markstrom. That was, I think I drafted him in the second round, and that
1: was the best decision I made. I mean, aren't we all just lost without Jacob Anders Markstrom? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would amazing.
2: be. Um, yeah, sorry, go on about Nick Schmaltz. I just wanted to, I just can't resist <laughs> chirping Mac. Yeah, true. Um, was there more about Nick Schmaltz, or were we done? No,
1: it's just ridiculous that no one expects the Coyotes to do well and suddenly they're scoring five, six, seven, eight goals per game.
2: I always feel like it's the, whatever game I'm not paying attention to, something wild happens. Um, maybe I shouldn't say wild because I feel like that gets confusing on this podcast. Oh, That
0: was me in the Red Wings wild game though, with the fucking huge brawl with the biggest fight of the year. Oh, yes. Incredible scrum. Nadalkovich and Cam Talbot almost had a fight. This video is incredible mm-hmm. because it starts at the it's the end of the second period number one. There's nothing stopping them from just you know immediate fight. Everybody's rumbling, and about 20 seconds into the video, you just see Cam Talbot fucking fly out of into the frame from the right and try yeah. to pull off the Dalkovich to start a goalie fight. Whoever this fucking linesman is, these two 67 and 10, no, they're my enemies now. Why would you stop a goalie fight? Why don't I you know, start right? a goalie fight? What's wrong with them? It's the end of the period. Who cares?
2: And then Kent Talbot, I think, got an instigating penalty because he crossed the line. Because
0: he fucking, like, I mean, yeah. And they they try to break him up and then they start fighting again. This, this fight's great.
2: No, that was also the game where Um, I don't think I'm pronouncing that correctly. I'm sorry. I'm doing my best. You're he uh gave up this really weird goal, and I hate to put him on blast for this because I'm sure it's really embarrassing and he wants to forget it, but there was, like, he, like, mishandled the puck, and he, like, put it in his own goal, mm. and I was like, oh, poor guy. did Flower do that last and year? And apparently there was also a lot of really weird goals in the Leafs game the same night, but I didn't watch it. Mama Puff just sent me some, tweet- some tweets. <laughs> Mama Puff is
1: like you should talk about this on your podcast or
2: No, she doesn't re- I don't mention the podcast to her that much. She just says No, sends because me then
1: she'll figure out that you talk then about magic tucking in positive exactly. light Exactly. We can't do that.
2: Yeah, no. That's valid.
1: I'm I'm a little sad cuz currently Landis is going to be out for a couple of weeks, but I thought the tweet uh joking about how Landis Gogh was going to get traded for Landis Gogh the horse. Was excellent. That was
2: funny. I did. I did laugh at that. I thought you were going to talk about his comment about the roughing. Oh, oh. we
0: could talk about that. Um, well, if we're going to go mean, um, yeah.
1: there, uh, there have been some serious uh, roughing issues lately. We've all seen it. Um, I think there was even one in uh, Toronto in the Yotes Leafs game. Austin Matthews um, was hooked, tripped, something like that, and it wasn't called. And, um, uh,
2: y- sorry, Mac, but there was one in Oilers versus Caps where I yeah, thought that, that, one Hyman, was, yeah, that was really blatant. bad. Was sh- that was yeah, really bad. And that was really blatant, and I was I like no offense, I'm still kind of salty no, don't that you guys offended. got a point out of that game. I, yeah, because yeah. I don't think you sh- I don't think it should have gone to OT. I'm uh-uh. I'm still kind of uh-uh. mad. So uh-uh. <laughs>
0: it was not the only like bad call in that game.
1: No, Hyman was like hooked, hooked like by Ovi, and like Backstrom was right there, kind of like tag teaming him. And I know mm-hmm. you're like you're together and have been for a thousand games, but don't do that.
2: Mama Puff called it water skiing. Because they were like, yeah, because I was like, I forget what it was, but we were talking, there was like a hook in last night's game. She said, well, it wasn't water skiing, like Ovechkin behind Hyman. And I was like, oh my God, Mom.
1: That's fucking funny. Yeah. Mama Puff's an icon. Um, No, but like that was one of the blatant ones. And then there was some uh, Colorado played Carolina. So these are like the top teams in the league. So you're going to expect, like, a really close battle. And I think up until, like, more than halfway into the third period, it was still nothing, nothing game. Refs say it's a high stick. Abs say, you know, he he flopped pretty easily. Refs say, okay, it's still a high stick. Okay, sure, it's still a high stick. Play goes the other way. Nas gets hooked, tripped, whatever. Uh, Refs say, no, he dove. and they And the abs are like, okay, but it's still a penalty. Because that's what you said earlier.
0: Like, Because you fucking said that five minutes ago.
1: What yeah, the fuck? and it's both Nas, and uh, I've <sighs> noticed before that the reffing against Nelson Kadri is... Yeah, if you don't notice the racist reffing against him, it's... <sighs> he used to draw so many penalties, and then when people like figured out he was drawing so many penalties, they stopped calling shit against him. Ooh. <sighs> And it's just, there is always a hint of yikes. And Landis Gogg in his press conference, I'm sure we can find the link, had a really Oh, I'll probably bomb... drop some of that audio right yeah, in you, here. Why don't you, you Yeah, you
2: should patch some of the audio in.
1: Yeah, I
0: definitely will.
2: You know, Nas is a guy that's competitive and, and uh, whether he sold that call or not, you can look at the video and the stick is in his waist and that's why he loses the puck. Uh, I think it's unfortunate and I think it's it's time for, you know, sometimes it's time for players to step up and, and speak our truth because, you know, I'm the one that looking like an idiot for getting thrown out of the game, even though I'm just, you know, just being honest. And I guess TJ didn't like that. I said he had a tough night, um, but uh, that's the way it is.
1: Abs lost the game to nothing. And the first goal was actually a direct result of them not calling the hook on Nazem Kadri oh. and good for Ethan bear for getting a goal, but Ooh. yeah. I'm I'm glad that
0: more people are fucking speaking up about it, although, you know, it, obviously it ends with, like, John Cooper getting kicked out of the game, or, yeah, getting your 10-minute misconduct.
2: Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, if you guys are into other sports, or even just, you're okay with just a few really, really funny hockey videos uh go look up john boy because it's john just boy J O N B O Y. yeah that's what i was trying to say but it came out wrong
0: any any baseball fans are just like yeah duh john boy but low-key i almost wanted the mlv lockout to go on longer just to get more john boy hockey content but i actually don't I, I don't that's a lie
1: yeah he did a really funny video on the brady kachuk biting incident that that was fucking hysterical me.
2: Yeah. So oh my God. Look that yeah. up,
1: and then look the one. Look up the video about the John Cooper ejection from the uh, Bolts Pens game. I'll definitely link that one because that's another
0: good, you know, what the fuck refing going on, and yeah. you know, ref retaliation when get, getting called out about it. Because that's the thing. All I want is consistency. you know? Yeah. Yeah. So like, I'm I'm definitely not one to not recognize bad refing that helps my team, I'll definitely be like, ooh, like, is it bad? Yes. Like it helped my team, sure. But I just want it to be consistent. God damn it. <laughs> it shouldn't be that hard. Uh, and but, yet. And yet as a small celebration of Nicky and Obi becoming the ninth duo in NHL history to play one thousand games together, which is quite a feat. In order to celebrate, I wanted to tell the narrative of their time together. It all begins in two thousand six in Vancouver, once upon a time. When you know how at the draft usually it's the GM that gets up and says, The blankety blanks are proud to select, blankety blank. Um From boo- no, Yeah. No, since they knew that they were drafting young Swedish centerman, Nicholas Backstrom, sort of for Ovi to be his shotgun Hockey husband, uh, center, yes. His hockey uh-huh. husband, indeed. Um, the the passing to his goal scoring. They had him get up and do the announcement and, and say... The Washington
1: Capitals are happy to select. <laughs> so cute. Um, it was very cute. Like, they there made is him like,
0: train to say the phrase. The fact that the cameras in the draft, like, just so happened to zoom in at that uh conversation going on of them like trying yeah. to hype obi up like yeah do it do it do it and he's like and obi's huh? face
1: is like you want me to speak english in front of all these people you want me to do what <laughs> um
0: and so we did it and went up gave Niggy the uh jersey the whole nine yards and then there was the pining year this is one of my the favorite lockout? parts of the year uh
1: no, no this not the lockout where, uh, That's, nikki this stayed is... in sweden right Oh. Yes, so he yeah. didn't actually come. No, straight right? To... The
2: lockout. The lockout. It was, um, that's war. different. Ovechkin that sh- was it. like, "Shush, shush, shush.
0: We'll get there. We'll sorry. get there. Sorry, yes. sorry. We'll get there. Look, spoilers. Got uh, uh, yeah, spoilers. Okay, sorry. Ovi called me every day, so asking when I would come to him. That is literally the quote. Anyway, so the pining year, because Baxter decided to stay in the Swedish league and play another year to develop fully, and before he came back over, and multiple. <laughs> reports sources etc say that Ovechkin spent a lot of time asking every foreign journalist that he came across if they had heard anything about Nicholas Backstrom <laughs> because of course this is in 2006 so there wasn't quite you know the social media about hockey that there is now you know you can just like but
2: he just
1: wants you know. the tea like- <laughs> he wanted the
0: tea and it, like he was asking this of multiple reporters like the whole year Nikki was still in uh Sweden which Adorable.
1: But then he finally came over a year later. Then he finally arrived.
0: Yes, in two thousand seven. Um and
1: Yes, our podcast legend, Steph's boyfriend, was actually (laughs) at the first game Nikki and Ovi played together.
0: Yeah, uh and so that's we think Matt is gonna be our first guest, you know, our practice guest, Steph's emotional support goalie slash boyfriend, um, has actually agreed to come on the podcast sometime and talk about His hockey playing days and the fact that he and his dad went to every Capitals game played at, you know, down in Atlanta against the Thrashers for the entire life of the Thrashers, including the first game that Nicky Novi played together. So
1: bring back the Thrashers.
0: Yes. (laughs) The Arizona Coyotes need to move to Atlanta. That's all. Um, And so, yes, now the lockout. So the 2013 lockout, all kinds of players are going to play in Europe and et cetera. And Ovechkin immediately goes back and plays to for his home club, um, Dynamo Moscow, or er, Moscow Dynamo, I think it's in that order, and according to Nicholas Backstrom himself, called him incessantly every single day saying, come over here and play with me in the KHL, and he did eventually convince Nicky to do it, and... Uh, they played and got, 19 and games and Nikki together chose over there. to wear
1: 69.
0: They let him wear jersey number 69, which I think is just the best... Sort of little <laughs> character moment for Nicholas Baxter, If you want to know, <laughs> like, what it—he seems are like, very this, this serious and
1: quiet guy. Mm-hmm. named Nicholas Baxstrom mm-hmm. goes to Rushmore mm-hmm. '69. <laughs> no,
0: yeah.
2: I'm thinking of that B reporter story where uh, he-, he ran into Nikki and Alex in like an elevator, and they were like quietly, like, "Oh yeah, thanks." They had like a great game, and then they left, and he he, he could hear them hooting and hollering down like the parking garage.
0: Yes, it was. Um, this was a. Uh at when Ovi scored his 500th goal. Um, Yeah, that was it. And they got into Ovi's car together and just screamed out primal joy and skirted off into the Northern Virginia night, which doesn't surprise (laughs) me. Um, (laughs) Yes, that was really cute. Yes, after the 2013 lockout, it's years of disappointment. You know, tons of people talking shit about
1: how they're never going to get past the first round of the playoffs. Trade Ovechkin, da-da-da-da-da. Always up against the Penguins for some reason. And yeah, aren't they um,
2: the ninth pair to yep. reach 1,000 games together? And I believe the only one who would, doesn't have a cup together are the Sadines,
0: Which is heartbreaking, honestly. I know, that's so sad. It's so sad. I learned that and I was like...
1: They they actually ugh. contacted the Sedins about uh, Nikki's 1,000th point, I think. Like,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And then
1: I was like, oh man, I can't believe those two don't have a cup together.
2: Yeah,
1: I know. It's really sad. Yeah.
0: But, of course, we all know how the story goes. 2018. Cup win, the ecstasy of success. After me, I give it to you, baby. You know, the Bellagio fountain video. Just all kinds of tears and drunken
1: manhandling. Fountains, cups, drunken Vegas shenanigans.
0: There's there's that one gif of, of Ovi absolutely just giving uh Nikki a fucking nipple twist right in the, like... During the Nats game that they all went to.
1: Celebration. It looks different for everyone.
0: So good. And now they've, you know, both re-signed the Caps, and there's a great quote of Nick Backstrom, basically. I think it was the GM telling the story, saying that, you know, when when Backy sat down to declare his terms, he was like, all right, this is how we're going to get over to beat Gretzky's record. This is how long it's going to take. I would like five years, please.
1: Okay, and he, he had a plan. He had it all mapped out, which is yep. peak Nicholas Paxstrom, if yes, you ask me. Yes, it, it really like, is. He's going to score this many goals this year, this many this year. Yep. And I think Ovi's blowing his plans out of the water this year, but that's fine. Yeah, he can, yeah. He can, he he can
0: readjust, I'm sure. Yes, that, that'll work. Um, and so we'll definitely link the 45-minute-long special on their relationship that the uh, local feed, NBC Washington, did on their narrative. And they put it up on YouTube because God loves me and wants me to be happy. <laughs> uh, I'm so glad that they did that. And it's um, it's
1: such good content. It's, it's like so great. like past and it's flashbacks and it's their current teammates talking about how special they are, how special their bond is. Oh, the congratulations videos. You can just see how their teammates light up talking about these two. And it's yeah. beautiful. Because that's, that's Mama and Papa right
0: there. You know, the,
2: yeah, the, they call the them leader bad. by example. That is actually, the, that is
0: actually what they call them. You know the leader on the ice and the i
2: feel it's important to specify with that that uh ovechkin ovi's is mama, mama. and yeah. uh backstrom is papa
0: i couldn't be any other way mm-hmm.
2: ovi's
0: mama ovi's mama absolutely ovi's mama yep only only mama would just like give one of the rookies his car
2: yeah yeah
0: or like it was protus wasn't it yep yep yeah it's just like here you go your car Uh, One really lovely quote from the uh, Washington Post article about this wonderful um, anniversary from Samantha Pell (laughs) was an, an interaction that she observed with them. I'll read the I'll read the quote. When asked what the best attribute was of the other or the best compliment they could give the other, their answers were simple. You're so beautiful, man. Ovechkin said to Backstrom as he turned to face his teammate. You're so cute, responded Backstrom. Then they burst out laughing and walked down the hall together again. So cute.
1: And they live happily ever after.
0: They do. They don't fight. They don't, like, you know, all of their teammates and coaches and everyone have nothing but good things to say. Uh, That was a great game. I was, I don't know. I was a little nervous they might not, you know, because there was no peep of the anniversary from Caps Media at all before, like, literally their 999th game. Yeah. Um, so I was <laughs> like, what if they don't do anything? I'm going to be so sad. And it was on the road, but as I've uh, been doing some research, pretty much all of their major, each of them, all of their major
1: milestones are on the road. Um, very few of them are at home. And I think it's really, really cool that, that Caps, like, front office is really invested in Making these milestones special because sometimes mm-hmm. you'll be like, "Oh well, it's a thousand game," and even though it happens on the road, it's still really cool that they managed to make this into something special and to do like a, an epic pregame special. Ask all of their oh, yeah. teammates the about it. Local it's just media well done. did a great
0: job. Um, yeah, NBC Washington was great, and then of course, as usual, the um, Caps Radio did an amazing job. Ben Raby is such a great interviewer, and and got several of their um, teammates from when they were starting out together uh mike was one of them and it was it was great so the ultimate oh my god they were teammates moment for me was the 1000th game for nikki and obi so see that wasn't that long could have been much longer
1: no it wasn't even i don't think it was even no nah not bad thank you for humoring me I mean, humoring you. This is like we're here for the narratives, right? And yes, this is like we're here we're here one the of narratives. the biggest narratives. It is. If you're talking dynamic
0: duos, yeah, I, I agree with the Grant and Hathaway. They're they're the best duo. They're iconic. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, as long as we're on the topic of the Caps, I feel like we can we can start to move towards big thoughts, but a little slowly and start off with, you are not a bigger women's hockey fan than Tom Wilson. Oh my
0: gosh. So this was great, because we actually did, um, we happened to mention this on two episodes ago, I think, when Steph asked the question, where does professional women's hockey get played if not in the Premier Hockey Federation? Yeah. And as a matter of fact, one of the touring PWHPA games came to DC not that long ago, March sixth, and the Caps like went all out. The John Walton called the game. They had free streams available, like on their website. Yeah, it
1: was it was great. I watched some of them.
0: They had adult clinics. Uh, Tom Wilson was there and reportedly, according to Twitter, was just like really fucking into it. Of course, because why wouldn't you be into great hockey? And the Caps also had some of the players playing at the showcase come and drop the puck one of the nights um, at, at a Caps game. So they really did, like, go all out for that and more pleased. More it's, it's really
1: cool to see women's hockey be hyped like that. Like, uh-huh. um, I'm going to take a quick women's hockey uh, side step here. The rivalry revenge game, oh, yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, where, like, half uh, the pens
0: were at, too. Canadian Speaking legend, Marie Foucault,
1: naturally won it in OT because... That's what she does. Yep, it's crazy. People like since they broke the record, people are noticing women's hockey a little bit more.
0: It always gets the Olympics bump,
1: which is yeah, great to take advantage of. Exactly. It's 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 really cool to see that and like I don't over here from Europe, I wouldn't have access to a lot of like women's hockey, so it was really great that the caps put up those streams just like they linked it on Twitter. It was mm. really easy to find. Fun really fun to watch and also on at a decent time for us Europeans, so that made me very happy. Yeah, it was actually. And I think that that does take us to maybe the more serious um part of the big thoughts. Oh yeah. It's time. It's it's time it's time to talk about Jack Eichel.
0: Jack Eichel in Buffalo.
1: Buffalo Jack Eichel back in Buffalo and Oh boy, I haven't been able to bring myself to watch the entire game. I don't think I should. It made um, me so mad. It's I am still so mad, and it's so many. I've seen so many bad takes on the internet. I've seen <sighs> one very, very good take uh, on the Steve Dangle Podcast Network. Thank you, Adam. I was that just was, about
2: to shout that out. Yeah,
1: that was that was I I think probably the best take I've I've seen on the whole situation. Um, people are, are falling all over Jack for uh, being delightfully sassy after the game. Can we get that audio? Yes.
2: Were you surprised
1: at the level of uh, intensity of the crowd? The boos?
0: That's about the loudest I've heard this place ever. <laughs> <laughs> really, after after uh, it only took seven years and me leaving for them to uh, get into the game. But, uh. Ouch. Ooh.
1: Jack Eichel, back in Buffalo. Um, we are a salty bunch of yeah, we're salty. We're still salty. We're as salty yeah. as Jack Eichel is salty. Yeah.
2: It seems we're like we're... Buffalo is salty, but I don't think they should be. No. I don't think Buffalo deserves fuck? to be
1: salty. <sighs> yeah, like to to all the fans who cheer, to all the fans who respect Jack Eichel. And Thank you. A,
2: like, there was some nice signs and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yes, we appreciate but, like, you, all people, the people who cheered who for are, Jack.
1: <laughs> to all the people who are now putting up some shitty Twitter take, to all the people who put up signs like, thanks for nothing, Jack, to all the people who booed him when they had a tribute, like, from kids in the community thanking him for his charity work,
2: screw you. He got booed when he was announced in the yeah. starting lineup. He got booed every time he touched the puck, and he started to get booed every time he came over the boards. Yeah. Like, it was bad.
0: Yeah, which is why his his post-game press conference is just fucking heart-wrenching, which we'll drop some audio from right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there was mixed, uh, you know, it was a nice tribute, and, uh, you know, um, there was plenty of people here that were supporting me, and there was plenty of people here that were booing me, so uh, they must just be booing me because they wish I was still here. I don't know. Um, You know, it is what it is. I mean, I'm not the first kid to deal with it, so just move on, and, uh, yeah, it was a tough game. You know, give them credit. They played hard. Just yep, the level of of malcontent and just I don't even know what in order to boo every time someone touches the puck. Like you have to be
1: really engaged in a game to do that. Like, wow. I've um I've I've seen a a, a Calgary game against the Rangers where they booed Adam Fox every time he touched the puck because and, he uh, was drafted by them and he refused to play for them.
2: Oh,
1: oh, what the fuck.
0: That's different. That that okay, you can boo, but like, you can't.
1: I'm sorry, you cannot boo Jack Eichel for leaving Buffalo. You just can't. Like, uh. yeah. Jack Eichel gave six years of his life to this organization, and they just fucking jerked him around for it.
2: And they didn't even really want him in the first place. They were tanking because they wanted McDavid, oh, God. That's and so so, Mc- up. so poor oh. Jack Eichel had to sign all these McDavid Buffalo jerseys when he got there, and I believe. The GM said something really, like, rude to him.
1: Oh, Really, from the beginning, acted like they settled for Jack Eichel, because they tanked uh-huh. on purpose. They tanked hard. They wanted McDavid. They were dreaming about getting McDavid, and then they only got second. Th-
0: the look of disgust on my face earlier is just epic. I can't They've even... They've
1: traded
2: Jack Eichel like,
1: like... Like damaged goods. goods? Like, what the like fuck? Damaged goods, Like like a pity...
2: No, of give him as a consolation prize.
1: Yeah, like a shitty, like, as a shitty consolation prize, even. Yeah,
2: which is ridiculous, because in any other draft year, he would have been first overall. I, like, um, who was first overall in 2014? Akblad? Uh, yeah. I think? It was either, yeah, I th- I'm pretty sure it was Akblad. Yeah, because I then, remember that would have been my draft year, and I remember it was Ekblad. But I might be getting it mixed up with Dreisaliter uh, was third, like that year.
1: Like he would, Jack Eichel would have been first in that draft class. Uh, Austin Matthews and Jack Eichel could have gone either way. I feel like there there have been drafts where the first draft pick hasn't been as good as second overall Jack Eichel, mm-hmm. and they've treated him like a shitty consolation prize the whole time none of the, like he led the team in goals and points for most of his seasons there i think the only re- only years he hasn't was when his, he was a rookie and when he got injured last season
2: that, yeah those were and, the only um, years
1: he didn't lead the team in points
2: and a lot of the other buffalo players have said like they didn't They lost their love of the game. Like Ryan O'Reilly got
1: uh, traded from Colorado to Buffalo and famously said, after leaving Buffalo and then winning a cup with the Blues, said that he lost his love of the game in Buffalo. Um, And he's probably not the only person to have that story. And then they hired a guy who was, at the time, coaching soccer in Europe. Ralph Kruger, shout out. He was coaching soccer in Europe. And he'd coached in the NHL before, sure. But at the time, he was coaching soccer in Europe.
0: If you've fallen that far, and maybe he's not the guy you want to
1: hire. <laughs> and like, I apl- just say, I-, I applaud you for not picking out, like, not going Mike, ba- Mike Babcock or the same, like, John Tortorella. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think that would have ended not any doing coaches'
2: musical chairs again. Yeah, but-,
1: but there, there has got to be another way to do that. And I think Jack had like four coaches in six years as well. Like. It's it's not it's not Coach Killer Ryan Nugent Hopkins no. level. But, um, <laughs> Nugent- no, I f- love you.
2: I I feel bad for the Buffalo players because it, I think it's uh, ownership the Pagulas, um, yeah. and uh, they also own the Buffalo Bills. But I think they're doing good. I don't follow yeah, that. Yeah, the, the, the Bills
1: are.
0: They have an identity and, and a really amazing fan base.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna make I'm gonna parallel this. The Buffalo Bills are Brady Kachuk.
2: What? Okay, where are you going with this?
1: <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take this differently. I'm gonna, di- I'm gonna throw in a little dig at Keith Kachuk here, ladies and gentlemen. Oh God.
2: <laughs> oh, okay.
1: If, if you're, if you're gonna compare, Keith Kachuk has a favorite child. It's probably Rob Thomas, but if it's not Rob Thomas, it's Brady Kachuk. That's the Buffalo Bills. Keith Kachuk also has another child. N- looks on hand, Matthew. That's how the Pagulas treat the Buffalo Sabers.
2: I feel bad for the Sabres players because the city really does love that team and they love hockey. So it's not like they're not making money even though they're tanking all the time. So then it's like the the ownership has no reason to try. They're like, "Oh, well we're going to make money anyway." So then it's just like I feel I feel so bad for them. Just another yeah, rebuild. It's fine. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> And I just feel so bad for the players because they're never gonna re like they're never gonna relocate that team. The ownership is probably never gonna give it up because never, they are making so. money off of it. And I'm just like, oh, so you're just stuck there, and it just it fucking sucks for them. To, to be sucks. fair, like this year, it's looked a lot better. They hired a coach who really is there. Yeah, it is a lot manage,
1: better. Manage the younger players and to like slow clap.
2: I'm still mad about Jeff Skinner last year, though.
1: Oh God, I'm still salty about Jeff Skinner being healthy scratched because he couldn't put up 20 goals in like eight minutes of ice time on the fourth line Mm -hmm. with grinders like jeff skinner is a former figure skater like look at him this year he already has like 20 something goals yeah on the sabers
0: he is he is a treat to watch skate really it's clear that he's a former figure skater
1: they they put up a um a little clip of him mic'd up for the before the heritage classic it's also very fun oh boy but either way, like, the Sabres, like, they're doing better. Like, they have these kids. They got they got a player like Alex Stuck who's excited to be there. He's excited to play in Buffalo. He's from the area. He wants to be a Buffalo Sabre. That is the kind of thing you, you want to cultivate there and you want to keep there. But, like, your captain who you had there for six years, you gave him the captaincy at, like, 21, 22 years old. He signed for you with you for eight more years after his ELC, and then you couldn't even give him the respect of basic bodily autonomy. <laughs> like what the fuck?
2: And uh, to add insult to injury, I remember that when he was out on IR because he was waiting for the surgery and they were still kind of fighting about it, they stripped him of the C. Oh,
1: I remember that it was awful.
2: And I was just like, okay, why? What was the point of that? Like,
1: they could have, they could have kept, they could have it until he was traded, but no, they had yeah. to make a statement. Yeah, that's just no.
2: It really just felt like they were, they were punishing the him. Yeah, yeah and it, it's just, it was brutal. Because I do believe that didn't we find out that he had the surgery booked and then they actually yeah, yes. ended up saying no. Yes, yeah. Yeah. which is
0: incredibly fucked up. But like, like yeah, in the six years the he's fuck? been there,
1: they've never stopped punishing him for not being Connor McDavid. It's... So fucked up. Uh, yeah, we said it was big thoughts. Um, it is big thoughts. Big, big mm-hmm. thoughts. Hitting the highs of lows here, folks. Yeah. Do we do we want to go on with some big thoughts and just have it all out there?
0: Medium, medium thoughts. These are
1: medium thoughts. These are medium thoughts. So,
0: <sighs> I all right.
1: This, We've seen some really, really awesome jerseys uh, lately, like really yeah, special you know, occasion we've been jerseys.
0: Warm up jersey following
1: for various occasions, and some of them have been really great. And then there are others, and this is where Mac comes in. Yeah,
2: I, had some I have thoughts on this too, but I, I don't know if I want to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean,
0: the thing is, it's like I'm not even really familiar. Like I knew that I'm not this even
2: sure about this artist. Artist. I we're piss people off. I,
0: who cares? Um, okay. I have a, you know, I have a point to make, which is that, you know, it's the thing that makes these jerseys, warm-up jerseys work, and, you know, I said this before this jersey ever came out, this being the Canucks Pride jersey. I'm really living my angry lesbian life right now, so you guys can buckle (laughs) up. Um, (laughs) So for Vancouver's Pride jersey, instead of doing what, you know, lots of other teams have done, which is to hire a local artist, you know, to the team. You know, local in that city, wherever it is, um, that represents whatever community they're honoring with the jersey. I guess Vancouver just didn't have time, or
1: didn't care, or... They were like, we have Swedish players, we should hire a Swedish artist to Uh, represent our local Vancouver community. Our
0: local queer Vancouver community. Uh, no. It it just... And it kind of just felt very off you know the commentary about and the, the direct inspiration that the artist and that the final design took from like the landscape of Vancouver Island seems like it perhaps would have been done better by an artist actually local there or perhaps even indigenous they yeah. did not make that decision and it just really came off very flat and you know just personally i was
1: personally i was less than impressed by some of the takes on
0: yeah, the queer, the queer experience, experience. But yes, mm-hmm. a valid queer experience involves coming out and having a partner. Did you know that?
1: Well, as someone who is not like out in real life and doesn't have a partner, um, fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know just... that's like not the most nuanced. But um... um,
2: yeah, no, I wonder if it was more about her personal queer experience. But then it's like, what? I don't care about this random but Swedish artist why? Who's doing it for the yeah. Canucks.
1: Why her?
2: Yeah.
0: You know, Vancouver is a huge city. Why not spend 30 minutes on Instagram and find a queer artist actually from Vancouver? It's not that hard. There's queer artists in Vancouver, people. Come on. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No. And I especially would have liked like a queer First Nations person. Like, I think it's the Squamish in that area. Um, And uh, the Orca is very important symbolically like if it had been like here is my uh experience as a person who is queer and first nations and this is an important symbolic to my culture that would have been cool and i would have been like yeah tell me about it because this is like personal to you but it relates to the the team in this way whereas uh it's like with mio i'm like i don't really care about your personal queer experience and i don't and it doesn't apply to me
0: it's very general
2: yeah and I and it's not totally on Mio because I'm no, sure they chose I, her and of oh, course no, she's of course the, she's not gonna say no, right?
0: Yeah, no, of course not.
1: And I, 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 I actually like I think a couple days ago, like around that time, came across this video of uh the Hawks doing something very similar. Uh Patrick Hunter, who is indigenous, designed um Marc-Andre Fleury's helmet. Um And it represents the indigenous heritage of his wife, and they got an indigenous artist who also has some uh, wonderful uh, things to say about it. I hope we can. Oh, I can actually. I want to use some of that audio too, because it's it's being able to do artwork that is having an impact in in community, and you know, everyone says it, but like representation is it matters, you know, like like I was saying with like indigenous kids being able to see their culture reflected in a positive way.
0: The way he talks about it is exactly why I get so fucking upset when, you know, teams miss opportunities like this because it is so important. Because it really does matter. and It matters a lot to kids, to adults, and it's worth taking the time to do it right.
1: Yeah, I feel like we should just head into social media now and just do some fun things and not try to go too long. Maybe have a little trade segment, not too long, because otherwise we're gonna have like a two and a half hour podcast.
0: Yeah, we can talk about trade stuff after the trade deadline.
1: Yeah, just some some fun social media stuff. Go to games.
0: Done. Oh, because I have to teach you guys who Jim Cantore is. You don't know who this is, do you? No. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> this is, okay. All right. So so. We, we like, collectively collect the links or, you know, the the stuff we want to talk about that happens in the two weeks between when we, when we record. And Iris put together the script, quote-unquote, or it's just a list of all the shit and the links and everything. some A peek behind the curtain. Um, but she didn't put this on there, probably because she has I had no, no idea who this is. Was. And I was like, wrong, we have to talk about this. Because any American uh, who experiences extreme weather you know who Jim Cantore is. So basically, he's like a celebrity weatherman. He's like the celebrity weatherman and always goes to, like, the worst part of the storm. Like, if he's in your town, like, you know shit is about to go down. Um, and he just, like...
1: This This is where, like, having your script made by a European is going to fuck you because I had no idea.
0: Yeah, no, it's like, no, I need to No, we're talking about this. Yeah, because it really cracked me up. Because I, I had to click on it because, like, I don't... You know, I don't live that far from Raleigh, but, like, yeah. the Caps won my heart for Starboys. But I had to click on this ad and watch it because it was a ad for the Hurricanes featuring Jim Cantori, the celebrity weatherman who goes often to Hurricanes and shit. And the ad is so fucking good. It's so good. It's written so well. Like, Jim Cantori like, delivers it in his very, like, you know, serious tone. Uh it's yeah, it has some of his best clips in it. Like there's a famous time that he was on the scene and witnessed thunder snow, which is super rare, and oh. he's just like freaking the fuck out and just like having the best <laughs> time of his life because um, that's what makes that's why Jim Cantori is like a celebrity is he genuinely
1: gets so excited he about he gets it, yeah. so
0: fucking pumped he's just like oh my god weather this is amazing yeah. and is hardcore and so I thought that was a genius move by the Hurricanes PR marketing whoever people for, for the local people that is absolutely and not even just local people like that is just Americans really that was that was a really funny appealing <laughs> ad yeah. and just had to watch that.
2: This made me think of this local ad on local, uh, like, sports radio in Edmonton about the Oilers. So a while back, there was these ads between Connor McDavid and Mark Messier. I think it was for Rogers, where it was talking about, like, Rogers plans. And uh, it was, like, Mark Messier calling pe- Connor from, like, various places in Canada, like, hey, Connor. But they played it so much that it made it seem like Mark Messier was basically stalking Connor. Oh,
0: my God. <laughs> and
2: so then it became a joke on the local radio. And they started doing this bit where it was, like, advertising places in, like, small towns in Alberta. And so they, they it's a, but it was, like, Mark Messier leaving voicemails to Connor McDavid. Oh, my God. he was, like, hey, Connor it's me Mark Messier I'm in Vegerville, <laughs> and then he would like talk about this place and then it'd be like call me back Connor but then it was like implied that Connor was ghosting him it was really oh good oh my god
1: <laughs> <sighs> that's fucking funny sometimes the local shit is just so good it's the best yeah and I miss out on all of it
0: Watch this hurricanes ad though. I I linked it in the shit. Yeah, it's it's really good. Just I'm probably gonna
1: miss half the references, but I'm still gonna
0: watch. No, it. but it, it basically gives you the references because a bunch of it has a bunch of of his like famous clips in it. Basically, so you get a sense of what he's about. And it's yeah. But I, I as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, I'm gonna educate,
1: Iris and Puff about Jim Cantore today. <laughs> Sometimes Puff is here for the Canadian education, and sometimes we get Mac to do the American education. We're all this and is, this I just is and I, I'm part. just the audience substitute. Going really, I didn't know that. That's oh. why I'm here. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you you educate us about European things occasionally.
1: Yeah, I educate you all ha- on how to pronounce the all yeah, that. Yeah, how to pronounce <laughs> yeah. most names. Stim Stützler now has a a, a a Twitter, and he posted this video of the NHL media day, and it involved him like, correcting someone on the pronunciation of his last name, and I was just, like, rewatching it over and over again, trying to get it right. Aww. And that's what I bring to the table. That's fair. <laughs> but also I bring to the table very funny stories about poor social media admins uh, and team oh employees God, yes. who... Social media employees trying to play hockey. Yeah, who get put <laughs> yeah. on the ice. Like, the, uh, the Ducks uh, social admin got put in goal for the breakaway challenge and in a nice bit of vindication for the bullshit at the all-star game trevor zegers (laughs) won finally finally yeah he
2: won and he used two sticks because why not yeah
1: one isn't enough
2: i said it in the all-star game episode but i just love that these guys have like obviously been practicing all these stupid trick shots for years Oh yeah. yeah And they're like this is my moment yep yep i've been preparing for this since i was 12
1: Sometimes social media makes good social change.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: The Coyotes actually did a learn to play scrimmage for their employees. Oh my gosh. This is It is hilarious. The video is funny as fuck. It's How relatable. Less. Like I can't like yeah. I live in a country where I should be able to skate and yet, mm, no. I'm going to so... sign up for
0: a lesson soon. I'm excited. I'm going to hurt myself badly, but <laughs> At least so, social media people are better at other things like uh, yeah. Halo, for instance.
1: Yeah, apparently they're really good at Halo. <laughs> Thank you, Sen- San-, San Jose, Jose Barracuda. Barracudas, the AHL
0: <laughs> team. Just this. Oh, yeah, this tweet at 1.36 a.m., which is what makes it really funny. <laughs> That's even better. I didn't That's talk about before. Yeah, and the tweet is all lowercase. Since my boss is probably asleep, just wanted to share this Halo clip I hit the other day, and it's a triple kill, which, I mean, it's a pretty good clip. And then he replies to his own tweet. I'm assuming it's a guy. It could be a girl. Who knows? Um, they reply to their own tweet. Get season tickets for next year so that they don't fire me.
2: <laughs> no we i haven't heard if they're actually in...
0: fired yet but well done no i think they're still employed
2: <laughs> one of our off podcast friends said that uh they do this all the time I love they, they it. do these kind of tweets all, like pretty frequently it's like part of the brand
1: uh well speaking of social media columbus blue jackets this isn't on the list oh yeah i yes. forgot about this um, one of the, I think, social media interns or something for the Columbus Blue Jacket tweeted. Oh like, yes, had oh an God. Insta story with a date picture, and it was very sweet and very romantic. And they got called oh out God. on Twitter, and in- and they just rolled with it. They like <laughs> they replicated the picture with their mascot. It was so good, and had a really romantic date picture instead, and it was just very well done. Like, that's how you roll with social media fuck-ups, oh, yeah. guys.
2: And then it was like, see you tonight at 7 for when the game started.
0: So good. Yeah, that's, yep. that's skilled. And I, if we're talking about team social media trends or just happenings, my new favorite thing, and I've been seeing this happen more and more, is teams posting shit that are just literally fan vids. Yep, you know it's it's the like little crackly filter and like a pop song and some text. Yeah, it's and, like and, that's like, a fan it's, cam. It's literally a fan cam, and
2: yep. no, the one I'm thinking of is the Hurricanes, but I think there was another one that oh, the, I don't remember
1: now. The they're the, Cavs the Flames' one. '80s Night video also oh. comes to mind. They had like yeah. a, like crackling. I, I'm I'm pro this trend. Uh, yeah, but if if there's a trend, we can actually jump on. Uh, a new hire that NHL PR should really make. It's Yarmir Yager. Yeah, this is crazy. So Yager tweeted, come on, Ovi, I already sent a video to
0: congratulate you. I need motivation to come back to the NHL, presumably. And then like the blushing face, which is certainly a choice of emojis. Um, I believe every record has its own aura, own protection. Can anybody find out how many shots on net uh, Wayne Gretzky needed to beat Gordy Howe's record from 801 to 802. That would be interesting. And then the NHL uh public relations Twitter replied, the great one needed one shot to break his tie with Gordy Howe as the NHL's all-time goal leader. It's taking Ovi much longer than that. Bummer. Um. And yes, it was. Yeah,
1: I feel like Miko Koskinen was like, Yeah, I'm sure you're passing Jagger at some point, but not in this game. Not tonight.
0: Yeah, not that was tonight. Like, he's so frustrated too. It's funny to watch Ovi you know, get pissed off about it. Um but yeah, that was that tweet is just <sighs> Jagger is so fucking weird. I love him.
2: I, I I this is kind of an out there concept, but I think it would be funny if the NHL hired Jager and Jen, the history girl. And yes! then it's like well, they were like, "Yeah, just do something together." And then they—I don't know what they would do, but it would, oh be, my it God. would be fantastic. I mean, younger I would, is like
1: living NHL history at this point, so I would watch/slash
0: read/slash listen to it. That in I would enjoy seconds. the hell out of that content. I would enjoy. Yeah, I don't even—I
2: don't even care. Like whatever they come up with, Anything. I would listen that to or watch. Epic. Yeah, what you said. Yeah. Oh man!
0: Holy shit! <laughs> On that note.
2: Like you said, whatever they come up with, I would consume.
1: <laughs> Puff dropped her mic. It's fine.
2: Yeah, I dropped my mic. You probably heard that. D- well, okay. don't, I'm assuming Matt I caught d- it, hopefully. I pro- I'll leave it in now though. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no! <laughs> okay, Puff, don't 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 stay that close to the mic, please.
2: Yeah, no. Sorry, that was my fault. I don't know why I was lifting it up. <laughs> it's good.
1: It's funny that you just blew it out though.
0: That's kind of hilarious. Um, <laughs>
1: History, but I feel like we should look ahead a now little bit. Now we're looking to the future. One week away from the trade deadline,
0: currently. Ugh. We'll talk about. We'll do maybe a game next time. Trade deadlines. Yeah,
1: like I feel like next time we'll look back on the trade deadline and lose our entire minds on like the most emotionally damaging <sighs> trades. Yes. Narratively, I just don't want to
0: imagine. It- caught drew getting traded like even though i know it's gonna happen i just yeah
1: i'm scared if
2: we do a me. game right now we'll accidentally manifest something yeah yeah <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> yeah speak like the tree deadline is not gonna make me happy but i have some upcoming games that'll make me very very happy next tuesday we have coming up this sequel of hughes versus hughes yes the canucks versus the devils We'll see uh, which brother pulls out ahead this time. We'll see if there are any cool jerseys. Their parents are always just, like, really oh, cool, Oh, yeah, about... their parents are a trip. Yeah. hmm uh-huh. And then um, this is actually based off something I think I was talking to Puff about earlier, actually. On Monday, March 21st, the Oilers are playing the Avs for the first time this season. Mm. And um, seeing uh, Connor McDavid basically make Victor Hedman look like uh, a... Like a junior's defenseman last night. Ouch.
2: Yeah. Um, no, I want to um,
1: see Connor McDavid go up against Kill McCarr. Thank you. The speed. The speed. That's probably his only real yeah. match. I mean, let's that's, be that's, real. No, Speed-wise, saw... as a defenseman, that's a match. Mm-hmm. No,
2: post-game there was this really funny interview with Connor where um, one of the, whoever was interviewing him asked him something about, like, oh, that game, that uh, that that, that goal was Victor Hedman. First... You
1: just deked there, yeah. Yeah,
2: they were like, yeah, that goal. You just beat out Victor Hedman, uh, and he's a really great defenseman, or he's a really great player, or something. And then Connor said, like, yeah, I'm a great player too. <laughs> yeah, that's basically. Oh yeah, oh, yeah that that's code. fair. I'm a
1: pretty good player too.
2: Yeah, that no was it.
1: shit, dude. Yeah, I have the. Uh... I
2: wonder if we can drop the audio for that.
0: Oh, we definitely can. Pretty good. What date was that? What day was so that After game?
2: this last night's game. That, that was against okay. Tampa. yesterday. Yeah.
1: yeah. March 12th. Cool. It's just like, yeah. And then you have Cassian, on the other hand, who's like, yeah, well, whatever. We've seen it so many times before. Just Conor McDavid doing Conor David things.
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, no, I want to call G. back Principe that. asked him in the intermission interview between the second and the third, like... Uh, so Connor makes all these amazing goals all the time. Are they still impressive every time or after all this time? Do they you start to expect it? And then um, Zach Kassian said, yeah, I've been here for seven years. And I'm thinking he's going to, like, because he started with that, I think, I'm think i thinking he's going with, yeah, no, they don't impress me anymore. But he said, no, you come to expect that these he's going to make these amazing goals and he's going to pull through. And I'm just like, oh, Aww. okay. So that was a standard media answer. But it really sounded like he was about to chirp him.
1: Yeah. And like, I was like you, Yes. If you'd gotten Leon Dreisaitl on that interview, you, w- you would have gotten some kind of, like, cheeky chirp and then he's like, smirks yeah. and put his, puts his tongue behind his teeth, like, haha, <laughs> look at how funny I am. Yeah. Oh, I, am, love that. Uh, I do want to call back to uh, St-
0: Steph and I were being very uh, down about the Capitals going on their another Canada road trip, and it took five out of six points. Fuck yeah.
2: I thought you said Woo! it was seven out of eight.
0: Huh?
2: I thought you said it was seven out of eight. Nope. Was it seven eight, eight, out of eight? Five out of six. Four, one of them they no, shouldn't have gotten against the Oilers. Games. Yeah, one
0: yeah, of them they shouldn't have gotten. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> the there was bad reffing in their uh, the Cavs game against the Canucks too. Like literally, people. Uh, Tom Wilson and T.J. Oshie were literally riding Quinn Hughes like a horse multiple times.
2: Oh my yeah. gosh!
0: <laughs> just like
1: all over a him. I'm like, that man is not a horse. It's a pony. Yeah, He's that's tiny. Fair. That's fair. Um, He's
2: not tiny. He's yeah. just tiny for a defenseman.
1: He's Tiny next to the Tom Wilson. Yeah, yeah everyone is. Tom yeah. Insert that... joke that we're going to cut here about Tiny Tom Wilson. Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> Back to <laughs> games that I was looking forward to. So Makar uh, uh, Macar up against McDavid, Speed, love to see that. And then after that, on Saturday, March 26th, Battle of Alberta, the sequel. Is this is the yes. last one. Battle of Alberta is always wild. The Flames won it last time. I just cannot wait to see what kind of shenanigans happen. I think Cassian was out for the last one. So I feel like there could be some animosity. So, so we'll probably. see. We'll see. That should be good. And my final game I'm looking forward to is probably after we record uh, this next podcast. But probably before we release uh, the next episode, it's going to be March 29th, uh, Calgary, Colorado, take three, take two is tonight, take one went into overtime, it was a great game to watch, so I cannot wait to see what kind of crazy shenanigans happen there. Yeah, they've there. been spicy. I hope Matthew Kachuk pisses off Kyle McCarr again, just because it's so <laughs> rare I want to see it. Let's go. <laughs> cool. Do we have mm. any fun outro bits that we need to do? Uh yeah, you can uh
0: we're on social media. You can find us on most platforms at omgtwt or
1: omgtwt pod. O-M-G-T-W-T-Pod. Yeah. Maybe.
2: I'm pretty sure I- it's omgtwt pod.
1: Yeah. Or you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: if you don't find us on your platform of choice, send me an email at omg,
1: they were teammates at gmail.com. And we'll see you in two weeks when we're probably having ice cream and crying about the trade deadline. So be strong, friends. We can make it.
0: you guys got me into liking them
2: I'm just so soft for anybody with daddy issues (laughs) you have to cut that